We are the mothers of many, Kiara Evans and Lorna Blanchard. As mothers of many children, we are curious about our parenting journeys. We were called to document this poignant time of mothering in our lives. We feel passionately that women's stories should be heard. Parties. We're going to talk about parties. <laughs> children's birthdays and parties and all the things. Yeah, <laughs> let's not confuse it with it. We're not talking about us going to parties. <laughs> oh, God, no. No, although I would say my my instant reaction to parties is, oh, I don't go to any and I hate them. Probably influences um, the whole of this conversation in terms of like, my kids' opinions of parties. Anyway. I th- no, I think that's a perfect place to start. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's talk about why you don't like parties. Let's go there first, shall we? I don't like parties because they're too noisy and too peopley and too much expectation. And I'm really bad at small talk. And I assume that people don't actually want me there. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't like parties. I find them very stressful. Dysregulating, which is exactly how my children are at parties. Dysregulated. Mm. Yeah. Um, So when you get invited to a party, like you personally, not the kids, would you go? We have just been invited to one of CJ's work colleagues' wedding reception party. And CJ basically got the invitation and went, yeah, we won't be coming. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) yeah because you know part of it is because it was an invitation for just us and not the kids and we don't have family and you know we don't have people nearby that are going to babysit four children of an evening and it's um, it's quite far away and blah 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 you know all the things but no no thanks I don't know I don't mind hosting a party I don't mind Going to a party or a gathering where I know everyone's going to have a nice time, as in all the people that I'm taking with me are going to have a nice time. So CJ's brother's wedding and the party and the reception was amazing. Everyone had a brilliant time. Is that the one that you sent me a picture of you um, and you said that you, yeah, and you'd had like a good amount of Irish drinking going on? (laughs) I was really, really, really. (laughs) really drunk like really drunk and then they're like however many how old I be the nine years that you and I have known each other that's the only bathroom selfie I think you sent me where you've been drinking at a party so that says a lot doesn't it (laughs) yeah yeah I was really really drunk that day Yeah. yeah sometimes I feel so for me the idea of a party is different to other thing like celebratory things that you go to so like there's levels of party right like a wedding is a huge party I think I probably um like them the least um because I hate getting all doled up like that and having to like find the outfit and not knowing like most of the people who are there I probably enjoy a smaller party where I know everyone and it's going to be a bit more intimate and yeah I don't have to I can wear whatever I want (laughs) Mm, mm -hmm. yeah I do find yeah once a year Gary and I or once every other year actually we go to his work Christmas party and that's 
quite a thing. Like it's a black tie event, so you have to think about the whole shebang. And then I do the whole, I'm going to have to put makeup on because I usually don't wear makeup, but I feel this compelling need to behave differently when I'm around all these people who don't really know me, which is all about me and nothing about them. And I could go makeup free and I doubt anyone would notice, care or comment, but I put the makeup on. What's that about? Yeah, what is that about? Interesting. <clears throat> I mean, I think, yeah. I, I don't know, I'm so, this podcast is about parties, not makeup, but I find it so, I, I feel so conflicted by makeup. On the one hand, I'm like, oh, I want to be, you know, this whole filter-free thing like let's not put a filter on anything and on the other hand I like I'm sometimes I'm like I love a bit of makeup makeup can be fun makeup can be really joyful and can be artistic and yeah it just adds to that dressing up I think that's nice sometimes but I think if I'm trying to hide what I really look like and who I really am that's not ideal for me I think that does link to parties though, because I watch my kids get invited to parties and oh my God, they love parties. They love the whole thing, especially picking the outfit, especially putting on the makeup. They all have, so we have this natural makeup that my sister bought for them and they love it. And I love it because it's made of all natural things. So I don't care. And I definitely had a thing about it when they were younger about them dressing up with makeup and stuff and was very like, no, you don't need that. You're beautiful the way you are and whatever. But it's so innate, like they mm. just love adorning themselves, the jewellery, the makeup, the whole thing. And it's not because I've encouraged it. I have actively discouraged it. Um, and they still really, really want to do it. And, you know, they do it as a, together. They like to do it. There's a whole thing. Remember when you used to do it before going out? Or maybe I don't know if you did this, but the getting ready to go out drinking was way more fun than the going out bit. Mm. with and the girlfriends you, you use the word adorning which I just think how lovely is that that they you know that your kids are standing there adorning themselves in jewels and makeup to make them happy and make themselves feel sparkly and wonderful and magical rather than I need to look a certain way to please other people like there's a real different feeling isn't there and I think you know to, to like you would um you know our, our most precious things are jewels or whatever and we think they're shiny and wonderful and and so yeah, why not let that be us? I think that's really lovely. I think that's nice. My kids don't enjoy the getting ready, the clothes, because um, Anna and Bethany both have quite a lot of sensitivities towards clothes. And so the idea of them wearing party clothes, which might not be regular clothes that might feel different or be tight or itchy or whatever, is really stressful. Um, and the idea that the boys might have to wear something other than a football kit or shorts and t-shirt is kind of alien and like also stressful in our house I'm so. with I'm with your two girls like I hate clothing that feels restrictive or um like it's not that it's displaying my body because I quite enjoy that to a certain point but it feels like you're um in a costume to me feels like dress it's like feels like costume dress whereas most of my outfits feel like me I have to I have to work really really hard to find an outfit for a party that feels like um something that I would just pull out of my wardrobe it's not just you can't just go into any old shop and just pick it and be there I have to work hard to find it and then I have found the odd dress which is like the perfect one 
than just want to wear that all the time. So I do get there. I do get that. I find that with mine, like Ivy and Willow, number one and three are particularly um, feminine in their taste of like party outfits. And then Fern has got, she's a bit like me and she's got her like two outfits. She puts a denim jacket on with it and the sparkly tights. Then she's like, that's a party outfit because I've decided it is and I'm going with that. And she does look great in it. I love that. Hmm. But even like autumn, so I consciously put my babies and toddlers in leggings, dungarees, all the practical things, because dresses up until the age of maybe two are so impractical. All they do is get them caught underneath them, can't climb anything. It's just, I think they're a hazard, to be honest with you. If they're doing anything active, I just find them, they like slip underneath them or whatever. So they rarely have a dress in that size in the wardrobe. But from very early when Autumn could say words, she would say, me pretty dress, me pretty dress. And that's like just, that's all her though. She'd never, or watching her sisters, that was nothing to do with what I'd provided for her to wear. And now she has loads of dresses because she's older and, you know, she can walk around and climb stuff more easily. But she loves it too. They love it. And there is something like lovely and magical of the idea of wearing. I mean, I'm I'm a massive fan of a swishy dress. I love a swishy dress. When you were saying about, you know, needing not wanting to that you can't find something just in your regular wardrobe that would be a party, you know, that needing to find that thing that's still you. My most favorite skirt, which I never wear, but I love it so much, and I should wear it more often, is like a ballerina, tall ballerina dress. And I just love it. And there was one day last summer that I went out and I saw my friend Lizzie and we went for lunch and I wore this skirt and I just pranced around Chelmsford. I mean, I didn't prance, but like, you know, I felt like I was prancing around Chelmsford in my swishy dress, feeling like the most, yeah, princessy. And it was lovely and it wasn't anything to do with anybody else. It was just that I really enjoyed a swish in my skirt. Um, and I and I never wear it. Why should why don't I wear it? I, I totally resonate with how awesome feels. Me pretty dress. I want to look swishy. <laughs> I want to feel swishy and sparkly. It's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder, like, I've often thought about this, about the way I present myself and what I like to wear and what I don't like to wear. And I have been around the houses in it of, am I doing this for me? Am I doing it for other women? Am I giving other women permission to not wear makeup and wear all black? Am I like doing it because I like to wear no makeup I mean part like day to day I just don't have time to put makeup on that's like it like I prioritize like so many other things before I would do that that's just the way my life's set up right now but I have in the past always prioritized mascara I just Mm. don't do it now and then I did it because I felt like I had to because everyone wore it now I don't, I put mascara on because I enjoy the way my face looks when I have it on rather than for other people, apart from the Christmas party where I'm definitely doing it for everybody else and not for me, or maybe it's both. I'm doing it for both in that instance. Um, so with the kids, I think I definitely have gone down the route of uh, trusting that they're doing it because they're like, what, like I said, adorning themselves rather than doing it to people, please. Mm. and in my experience all of them even my least I say this with air quotes girly girl is interested in the way that she presents herself aesthetically 
And I just think that's something that women maybe have, like when they're born, <laughs> lots of yeah. us. Yeah, and do you know what? I think maybe sometimes conditioning tells us it's a good or a bad thing, but maybe it's just a thing. Like, a, you know, in the same way that in the animal kingdom, you have males strutting their stuff. You know, I'm thinking of like peacocks, you know, strutting their stuff to try and just, they're strutting their stuff for their mate. I'm not saying that kids are doing that, but like, you know, it's inbuilt, isn't it, in their in their animal makeup? Well, maybe that's part of us. We like, we just like looking, looking our best or having a squish or feeling something nice about ourselves. That's a nice thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Gary enjoys like dressing a certain way as well. Like he likes clothes and certain yeah. brands and things. And mm. I think that's something he enjoys too. So maybe from both sides, they get that slight interest in the way they look. But I think where, where sometimes I struggle is if it is that thing of, are you wearing so I've noticed the conditioning come in with my eldest and sometimes I think she won't pick the things she loves because she knows it's a bit different or weird compared to like what other people would be wearing whereas mm. I know that she probably deep down would still love to wear certain swishy things she's kind of let that side of her go very quickly and that's me I think because I never really encouraged her to um you know experiment with all the Disney dresses and stuff that was a long time coming in our house I had to like I, there was a lot of letting go of not allowing pink in the house took a mm. long time so yeah I think she definitely was quickly moved out of like little kid stuff quite soon it's hard yeah. because there's so much judgment that goes with clothes one way or the other like I was just you know with that with Ivy moving away from the swishy dresses well that that's exactly how I feel like I don't I don't do that and why don't I prance around town in my swishy skirt more often probably because I worry that someone would just think what are you doing <laughs> what are you dressing up for where are you going and it's those little comments isn't it that chip away when people make those comments that make the dressing up or the makeup or the hair or whatever just something more than what it could have been was that it, I just enjoy doing it or Ivy just enjoys whatever and then someone makes a comment, oh, don't you look fancy? Or don't you, you know, or, and it just, yeah, it's not very nice then. And it's always really out of someone else's insecurity rather than their, yeah. you know, the best parties to go to are the ones where you turn up and everyone's like, I love what you're wearing. Or like, you look great today. That really suits you. Rather than being about their insecurity of having to comment because they feel bad about like how they look that day or whatever. And that's yeah. the, the thing to try and, you know, explain to my kids is that, they're beautiful and they have when you feel beautiful and you look beautiful people notice that and then they want to take it away from you sometimes not all the time mm. but it can be a thing of that person has confidence and beauty and they want to show you that with the way that they are and it's not even the clothes it's not really the clothes it's about the way you wear the clothes or the way you you know enter the room or the way you speak and I definitely in my own past have been bullied for being a certain way and I think this is like when I was young so then it, it's a hangover isn't it of like don't stand out too much because that will draw attention to you and then people will want to say this that and the other and so then I think I went the other way of like okay we'll just look like the person that no one's going to want to comment on <clears throat> for a while and then go back full circle and now I think in my you know this stage of my life after having all the kids I'm now like, oh yeah, I can uh, 
I can embrace the way I look and who I am more. Mm. And this is, sorry, this does link to party. So then it comes around to that whole thing, doesn't it? Of It's a weird situation, a party, because you're having to present a part of yourself that most of the time people don't see. Mm. And that makes me uncomfortable. And we haven't even got to the party yet. And all <laughs> of this, and this is a lot to process with mm. all the children and yourself, let alone actually then what happens at the party. Gosh. Yeah. So really the background to this is the way we feel about parties is then mm. conditioning unless we were super aware of it when they were young, which I have not really been up until the last maybe like three or four years more aware of where I'm projecting my own stuff onto the kids. So for a very long time, I was projecting all of this without even realizing. And then that's just the background of it before you've even got the child to the party or yourself to the party. I mean, Yes, yes, I agree that conditioning plays a part and obviously how we are and our energy and our thoughts and stuff, definitely they pick up on it, of course. But how I'm always curious, how much is conditioning, how much is from us and how much is naturally them? I mean, I'm not necessarily saying that we're going to come up with an answer right now, but, you know, part of the reason why we're having this conversation is because on Saturday, Anna went to a party and it was very stressful. And so I said, let's have a deep, I need a debrief. And and I was and I part when I was texting you the other day about it, I said, you know, why are my kids so sensitive to these things, to parties or to these experiences? Is it the way our family dynamic is? Is it my own insecurities? Is it their own sensitivities? Like, like maybe I'm looking for, is it all my fault that my kids are sensitive to these things? And then would like someone to tell me that, no, it's not all my fault. It's just, not, I don't, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, mm. yeah, where, where, how do we unpick this? And is there a right way of being in a party or in a social situation? And, or is it that just some people just don't like it so much? Like, you know, the whole of our, all six of us just aren't that fussed by these bigger social gatherings. And is that a good thing that at least CJ and I found each other? You know, CJ and I hosted one party. It was a New Year's Eve party and it was when we were living in London or I was living in London. Um, I was at Spec East and we hosted a massive party. That's it. That was the only party. Done. Our wedding was smaller than that. <laughs> Wonderful. Did you bond over not liking parties? In yeah, the I beginning? wonder. Oh, you know, CJ and I would host like poker nights, that kind of thing, where it's quite small. There was something to do. I could be the hostess with the mostess with the nice treats, but it was there was still a focus. That was nice. I liked those things. But that's the thing, isn't it? I feel like any um, offering like that, that you're inviting someone to, it has to be enjoyable for the person hosting it as well as for the people who are coming. And you only enjoy it as a guest if the host is somewhere enjoying it that's how I feel oh yeah for sure if the host is stressed it's no fun yeah I really agree with that yeah that's why okay so this so I wrote down something about I told you on the text actually about feeling slightly narcissistic because the parties my kids have had are parties I like for their birthdays and not ones that they would have maybe picked so I have 
manipulated the party to be enjoyable for me because I've got to do all the work because I'm the person who makes the food who books the venue who does the invitations their that admin side of their birthdays has been my task and is my task and I accept that as being part of my role as their mother and that's how it works in our family that I do all of that stuff Gary is way more introverted than me um and he could do those things but he doesn't need to because I'm better at it in this instance that is one of my things I love hosting events um and I've had varying levels of like stressful experiences versus really enjoyable parties and I think what would they have been like if I'd let them pick everything I don't I don't know that that's narcissism or manipulation I think to quote us in a previous episode is that not leadership is that not as a child if you were to allow your children who are small humans without the wisdom that you have of how a family dynamic can work and the limitations within your family setup if you let them pick everything it would be chaos it would be a nightmare and everyone would be stressed. And then actually maybe your children wouldn't even have a nice time. They don't know. Is it one of those things that maybe they don't know what they actually want? They, they have an idea, but I don't know that that's narcissistic or manipulative. I think that's brilliant parenting to, to <laughs> hear what they're saying and to kind of say, okay, well, within what you've said, here's a really good idea of how I think this could work for everybody. Let me, let me lay this wonderful thing on for you. And do they not all have a good time? They're yeah. not disappointed. No. And I do, I do like take into account their interests and like what they yeah. want as well. I do try to like put some in, put some things in there that they've requested specifically. I think it's when you compare, which I try not to do, but sometimes you think, Oh, what the norm is for a birthday party as you experienced at the weekend like that's pretty much like a norm of a birthday party versus the ones that I have hosted I think oh, are they gonna is it gonna be one of those conversations around the dinner table when they're like in their 20s like you never let us have one of those parties you know yeah 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 <laughs> we yeah, all have those I conversations in our family as when I was a child I wasn't allowed to do x y and z yeah and and so we should talk about our kids birthdays but I, I guess I'll say that we literally had that conversation this weekend with Anna who went to this birthday party had a dreadful time it was you know in a hall the party food was very standard party food I mean to the point where there were literally trays of Haribo just loose Haribo um oh, and gives me reputations. <laughs> yeah and, and I'm aware that that sounds super judgy to say that I don't think trays of Haribo at a six-year-old's birthday party is a good idea but I really don't think trays of Haribo at a six-year-old's birthday party is a good idea because I can literally see the change in my own children when they eat this stuff do they have sweets yes of course they do I use a sweet every morning to bribe Anna to put her shoes and socks on I am owning that but I don't think completely open trays of Haribo is a good idea. anyway so it was yeah that and um loud music and bouncy castle with balloons on the bouncy castle that were popping kids screaming you know the standard um and then the only an entertainment was there was a face painter who was incredible like she was beautiful to watch um but then obviously you've got 30 kids queuing for face painting which in itself is very stressful for a six-year-old I think um and then Anna said to me you know she's literally she's going to the she's joining in she's bouncing the bouncy castle and then coming back and crying 
pretty much cyclically like every five minutes and then when the balloons were popping you know you could just see her whole body like go Wah! panic and I and I totally get that it was really dysregulating she was already really tired um and then she said why don't we have parties like this and I just said are you having fun she said no and I was like well that that's why and then later on that evening we had decided that we were going to have steak like steak dinner is a you know special treat in our house and CJ cooks it beautifully and it's like it is a it's a party in our house to have a steak dinner and we planned steak dinner and then we were all going to watch Wakanda forever together with with snacks and it was going to be a lovely it was very party feeling um and we kind of were part way through dinner and I said to Anna are you enjoying this like is this are you having lots of fun and she went yeah and I said this is why we do parties like this because there is nothing about what we are all doing together right now that nobody's not enjoying everyone's having a lovely time that's why we're doing this so yeah what's your party set up in your house for your kids what do you normally do mm, sorry I was just like thinking about um what about the uh, difference in that situation that was coming up for you oh. and Dana? The variable things. I was wondering if it's to do with some level of like, um, there's going to be stuff happening that you don't know about. Yeah, that dysregulates me. That's for sure. Yeah. The unknown. Yeah. And all parties are unknown, right? Because someone can get roaringly drunk or someone can like have an injury or, you know, those things that, you do know that happen at parties or a kid can eat all the Haribo and puke everywhere like yeah those... or, yeah exactly and and actually what tipped Anna over the edge to a full-on meltdown during that party was a an older brother of one of the kids that was at the party came and he wasn't like that much older. he was like two years older and was jumping on the Batsy Castle and that was too much for Anna because he was slightly bigger so he was knocking out the balance of the Batsy Castle and she just found it too overwhelming and she just screamed and wailed at me make him stop make him stop it's not fair that he's on there and I was like I can't do anything about that other than the fact that to say yes it is difficult for you now to bounce but I can't change that mm. so that was a big unknown for her that then just made her go nope too much yeah do you think any learning happened for her in that experience or? Um, I don't know if anything, any learning happened for her. I think maybe just a reiteration of the fact that what we do as a family works for us and that she mm. legitimately, you know, we also recalled her birthday party, which was she went swimming and then she went to McDonald's, just the six of us. And I said, oh, did you have a nice day on that day? And she said, yes. And again, that kind of reiterating. But I think she struggles a little bit with seeing other people doing these fun things. And I'm saying no. And she's like, but, but that's the thing to do, all the people. And she wants to be a little socialite, but she finds people really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yes and she does say she's a hard nut to crack Anna she's only just got used to me and what was six years in you know like she sometimes she needs that long build-up and you don't have that time at a party it's like no, all in right no. now like yeah you haven't got long no yeah. she touched I mean when you say a hard nut to crack this morning on the way to school her level of complaint had got to I hate blinking Shh. <laughs> 
how did you respond with shock and and just said okay this is where we're at are we we ain't blinking this morning what and does she, she hate had, about it the effort no it was that when she blinked she it, like the, it changed the color you know that it went dark and then it went light again oh hmm. I think she's really tired I think she's just tired and ready for half term (laughs) she's reached the point where blinking is too much so you know it's time for a break by Friday she'll be in heaven like having a week off oh bless her oh yeah so our party history is a bit um it's a mixture really so I would say I am very into hosting parties and I I do like going to them I find them stressful to go to with kids uh, more so than I did before having kids. So I do enjoy a party. I like that. I like that someone else has made the food and I like the music. Sometimes I don't like dancing, but I like, yeah, I like the atmosphere as long as it's with people I want to be around. Um, And when Gary and I got together, I still hosted parties. I had Christmas parties, the infamous one where my nan threw herself down the stairs on the way out to have a fag. That one was good. I was, hold on. We, we need the full story. What? On oh purpose? By accident? Was she okay? Like, what no, happened? she was, yeah, it was an accident. This is like, oh, I don't know how many years ago, before kids, and we just had a Christmas party at our flat, and my nana was in her 80s, decided she needed a cigarette and she's going to go out and have one. And she just misfitted and fell down the stairs and then no one could leave. They were trapped in the flat because she was at the bottom of the stairs waiting for an ambulance on Christmas. Oh, God. So then Gary's family, that was like the first time I think our families were properly together in a social situation, all stuck in together <laughs> at the top. Not being able to leave the flat. That was, yeah. Oh, she was OK after that. But yeah, it was... um. We still did stuff. I would say that I was the driver of it. I wanted to host. I don't think Gary's family ever had parties. Um, They may have attended a couple, but they were not people who had parties, whereas my parents were definitely people who had dinner parties and other parties and socialised, and they both liked having people around, going to things. So I think I've always had that kind of need to gather people together in a space and have nice food and drinks and enjoy each other's company. Nothing wild, quite reserved, but I do like that. Um, So then with the kids, I think I wanted to create that for them. So even from when they were really little, I did a family party and then they got bigger. And then I did some more organized ones at like garden centers, like wildlife trust centers and things. You came to one of them, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love them because I can control the food. And you can do whatever you want and it's not hosted, you know, it's not like rubbish food. It's whatever you wanted to provide. Most of the kids didn't eat it, I would like to say that. But yeah, <laughs> I did this like whole picnic thing of, you know, yogurt and some fruit and, you know, the usual stuff that they have for lunch. And I think like three kids actually ate it because they were probably waiting for the trays of Haribo to come out that never arrived. But yeah, I think that's the thing. I wanted to do it in a way that our family celebrate and that's with like wholesome great um delicious nourishing food and I don't think that's always the way that everyone sees a party in that way um I've never done any of the soft plays because I hate soft play hate them I have been to a couple of parties at soft play when my second one has begged and so we have attended a couple but I I really 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 struggle with soft play now for the overstimulation experience 
And then we've had lots of outdoor ones where I've just bought cake and stuff to the park and everyone's played. So yeah, it's it's a big variety really. And it's very dependent on each child and what they um, enjoy the most. So I've tried to tailor it to that. Um, I've tried to tailor it to them. Yeah. And I sometimes find it really stressful. And then other times I don't mind. I did one for Willow in November and that was nice. It was intense still. It was intense. The getting ready was intense and the preparing the food was intense. But actually during the event, I love it. I enjoyed it. So it probably counteracted all of the stress beforehand. But it was small. I didn't, we only had a certain amount of people and I explained that to her. We've never done one of the whole class ones unless we're outdoors because... It's a lot, isn't it? It's a lot of kids at once in a space. And then you've got the whole issue of how many parties they're invited to in the year. And when they're little, I feel like they do the whole class a lot of the time, don't they? So we get invites maybe three a week at the moment. Wow. Yeah, there's quite a lot going on right now. I feel like now they're getting older, though, it weans off a little bit. Have you found that? As they get older, they don't do as... Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. When they're young, though, and this is where I struggle with it. This is the age where they're most likely to be overstimulated. Ivy could handle one of those big parties now. She would be able to express herself and say, oh, this is a bit much or whatever. And when she was little, she wouldn't have understood that. And that's when when most people tend to do these huge parties. And to me, that's where there's more likelihood of the meltdowns at that age. I don't know why our society does that, why we do this when they're five. Can someone tell me that, please? Okay, I've had two thoughts that answer that question or tangent off that question. The first one is, as soon as you said they get three party invitations a week, I was triggered. And because my children don't get that we don't have three maybe that's because they're old like it like can you can, can you see that I feel tricked like and I think part of that is the whole such a strange world isn't it where a party invitation dictates your friendship situation your worth as a child within a school because if so and so doesn't get invited that's a really big deal or I didn't get invited to that person's party or you know like that's a really hard thing and I wonder if part of my hesitation to do big parties and to make birthdays very much just about us as a family is because I'm trying to protect them against that I'm trying to protect them against your friends don't want to or your people don't want to come to your birthday or you know for Bethany she doesn't have a big friendship circle so actually if I was to say to her let's have a massive party for your birthday she wouldn't have anybody to invite and that would be very difficult for her and for me and then I'm going is having a lot of friends and a big social circle um a sign of success as a child and I think it is in our world I'm not saying that it's the right measure of success as a child but I think we kind of we want our children to have loads of friends don't we want them to have this big social circle and this social acceptance it's all about acceptance isn't it and I think that's part of it for me um that's interesting because I don't think like that oh really okay so well, I would yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then, well the other thing I thought was how much of that is to do with my own self-worth 
And that's why it triggers triggers me because my self-worth in the social situations is to totally project my insecurities on, oh, my kids haven't been invited to a party or I haven't been invited to a party or we don't have huge numbers of people that want to come and celebrate my kids' birthdays. So let's try and make it really insular so that we don't have to deal with any of those really sticky feelings because we don't. You know, all of CJ's family, if we were in Ireland, we would have big family parties because when CJ's sister lived over here, we did, we always saw them for birthdays and they were wonderful actually. Um, and, and, and we would if we were over there. You know, the, actually, uh, Joanne, CJ's sister, when it was my 30th, when we were over there a couple of years ago, she threw me a massive party because, you know, uh, some of it was a bit stressful, but that's okay. You know, parties. Um, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? It's so interesting. And then I was thinking, like, my... Oh, why does it always come back to my bloody mother? <laughs> she was really stressed. She was, oh, it's so interesting. She was, she wanted to host. She wanted to be the hostess with the mostess. And she made, she had beautiful dinner parties. She's a wonderful cook. Um, beautiful dinner parties. But if it was something bigger than that, maybe where she wasn't quite in so much control, it was very stressful. She was very stressed out, like really stressed. Um, and they weren't fun events because she was so stressed. I really worry about that with hosting. So I worry that my build up to the thing where I am a bit stressed because hosting for a bunch of people requires work. And when you're already working as a mother of four, you're adding more work onto your load, which is already at times too much anyway. I worry that my stress getting ready for it is going to take away the children's joy of the event now I tend not to be stressed during the event and enjoy it and then afterwards I feel like good and tired and that's fine but the lead up to it sometimes I'm snippy and I'm like shouty and like don't let them help you know how you yeah like and I think like I was I wrote down disconnection for me equals dysregulation and then when you're when certainly for me even when we just have friends coming over like you know one friend coming over here I'm like frantically cleaning which means I'm then ignoring the kids and their needs in fact I'm not even just ignoring them I'm telling them you need to leave me alone because I need to do this cleaning which is about my own issues as well as nothing to do with them and then they are not okay because of my stress and, and my stress and my disconnection from them meaning that they've lost their you know whatever mother for a day <laughs> is stressful for them yeah but also how is it that we can do the things that we want to do as a family so hosting because your kids like having people over to a certain extent as well so how can we get that so my thing is like how can we all do it so that everyone is working together so then the event feels great like from the build-up to the thing so I am better now like I've outsourced quite a lot to either my mum or I've bought stuff rather than making it from scratch because I think originally I was like I'm gonna make everything from scratch and then drove myself a bit nuts doing that so it's minimizing that but then also your kids are old enough to help you do the cleaning now right to like do the event so I <laughs> yes, they are. I mean, they're old enough doesn't mean that <laughs> yeah. they will to my no exactly and, and certainly I, won't do it to my with with um with joy they won't do it with joy 
I need no. I need joy and I think that's really interesting like I need when you're saying that how can you how can we have everybody enjoying the build-up or taking part in the build-up and ideally enjoying the build-up as well as the event and for me and Bethany Bethany loves the build-up in fact the build-up is better for Bethany than the actual event she loves writing lists she loves planning she loves it all um the others hate it and I think also for me CJ I don't think he really cares <laughs> I don't think he see like I don't I think he could take or leave social gatherings and that makes it I don't know then maybe I'm projecting onto him like I'm worrying that he doesn't really want to be doing this and I'm putting him out and I'm making things harder for him and I am because I'm like well I want to see my friends and I want the house to shine and I want all of this thing and I need you to do this uh like hmm we've had that conversation um before and I've said especially when it comes to hosting Gary's family we've had that conversation of like I'm not doing it at our house unless this is done as a team because this is equally something you want to do and I want to do and still now I don't get that balance always correct where I realize then halfway through the thing that I'm the one who's done all the stuff and it unless I've remembered to say this event is going to be happening and I need you to do X, Y, and Z and you to do X, Y, and Z. And I have to say, my kids are pretty good at doing the tidying and the stuff that needs to be done, the cleaning, um, when we are hosting because they love doing it. So they tend to get on board, but it does involve that leadership role. And that's where sometimes I can get a bit in my martyr. of like, why is it me that has to do the blimmin' organising of everyone else as well as most of the work for the thing? And I wonder, though, as they get older and they're like still want to do these things, they'll then understand their role in it because I've prepped them young for if we're going to host, we have to have roles and everyone needs to do their things. Otherwise, I'm not doing it. I definitely have gone through periods of time where I've withdrawn hosting anything because I was not in a place to be the leader in it and Mm. therefore then just said, well, I'm not doing it then because I'm going to lose my mind trying to get everything the way I want it and if no one's going to help me then I'm going to get worse so I'm already not coping with life anyway especially after Willow when Willow was born I didn't do anything and then obviously we had COVID so then it stopped everything I think that was a good reset actually COVID was a good reset on social stuff wasn't it because you realize what you missed and what you didn't miss um your life was exactly the same other than the kids going to school yeah it was great I loved it I didn't hate lockdown I mean I hated homeschooling but I didn't I didn't hate lockdown yeah I didn't hate lockdown I didn't do homeschooling with mine I just didn't do the schooling but mine were a lot younger than yours so we could get away with it you know it was only I only had one in school the first lockdown so I got away with just doing fun um as much fun as you can have trapped in a house with three young kids but yeah we had fun (laughs) But yeah, it was, um, I didn't not, I didn't miss, I didn't miss um, necessarily, no, did I miss, I'm just trying to think. I think I did miss socialising a lot, but I didn't miss necessarily some of the stuff I'd taken on as mine that didn't need to be mine. Mm. And That's I could have, yeah, it was yeah. good. There was a few things that were happening over the years where I was like, well, obviously, as we've got the biggest house out of these people, then I should host this. There was a lot of that going on. And our space in our house is great for hosting, which is why we do our business meets here. Um, 
and I do love it but there's a lot of work that goes into getting it into a space to host because most of the time it just looks like any other family home covered in crap cobwebs dust and whatever food the kids have left out from the last three days you know like it is a normal working environment so to get it to a point where it's worthy of hosting is a lot and I think I just withdrew doing it all the time yeah I was wondering when you were saying about maybe not doing it so much after Willow was born because when you host like you're talking about the business meets or even just you know people coming over I think you're really, really gifted at it. In a, like, it's really something special going to your house. And I don't want to like add pressure to you, but I just think like it's a real, it's a real skill that you have. Like you make the whole environment feel welcoming. You make the food is beautiful. Everything is just, just glorious going to your house. Even if it's just coming over for a cup of tea. Um, it, and I just wonder how much energy that takes from you. You know, that you're giving so much of yourself to kind of make this beautiful energy, this space, this wonderfulness. Like it's a big deal to do it the way you do it. It's a real skill. Yeah, and the thing is, I feel like that when I come to your house, though, because the food oh, cool. is always like, <laughs> yeah, the food is always home baked. I know you bloody clean up for me every time, <laughs> even though I tell you not to. And you know, all of it is it's just being in that nurturing space where you can just sit down and relax and know that someone's got it like you have that when you're in and I have a few friends like that where you go around they're like they've just they just they're on it so you can relax because I think often when you're used to having so many kids to look after you're the one on it all the time right where you're like okay I've got to remember who's going to eat this when or whatever when you go to a friend's house and I had a like a lunch the other week at a, like a close friend's house and she had gone to town. And honestly, it was just amazing just to be in her space, eating her food with great chat. And I just I actually was a bit like I wasn't in a good place that day. So I was a bit like blah, 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 and then had to apologize for my behavior afterwards. <laughs> the actual like and I think because I was so relaxed, that's why. And I just sat down and was like, oh, I can let go of all this stuff I've been carrying. And that's how I feel when I come to yours and like other people's houses that I know well and who I socialize with in that way. And I think it does take something out of you, but it depends who you're socializing with then, whether Mm. it then gives back. Oh, amen. Yes. Yeah, there's definitely, yeah, that's so true. There are times when you feel completely drained at the end of it. And there are times when you feel like that was so worth it. I feel so full now from that. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. I and wonder I think things like like the kids' parties, right? Yeah. I have had situations where they felt like the biggest drain of my energy. And probably when I've had young kids that, you know, it's very limited energy that you have anyway, to now coming round to, okay, so how's everyone going to get something out of this where... I'm not going to be a mess by the end of it. The kid's going to have a good time and the people coming are going to have a good time. And yeah, I don't always get it right. But I think there's more opportunities of getting it right now because I've thought about it so much. Yeah, and I think that's where we ended up getting to the conclusion of, okay, well, to make sure that 
I guess the main, the key players in a birthday situation being the birthday person and our family get the most out of a situation, get most out of that birthday celebration, we will, we'll rein it in a bit. And, and we used to do, certainly Bethany's had plenty of bigger parties, um, not massively, but when she, like when she was dinky, you know, when she was one and two and three, we had kind of bigger parties. Um, did Luke? I'm not sure that Luke ever did. Luke wasn't that fussed. Um, and I think, and maybe that was part of the turning point was Luke really wasn't that fussed by them. Um, and so we just sort of went, took his lead and then went, oh, actually this is quite nice just to kind of make it either with one friend or two friends doing a thing, going and doing a thing. Um, and then we just, maybe then COVID partly happened to influence it as well of going, well, we can't do it with other people. So it's only us. So how can we do it? And then we just kind of carried on. So it tends to be our birthday setup is we do an event, an outing of some kind chosen by the birthday person, um, a, a meal of some kind, a special meal, be it a home cooked meal or a takeaway and presents. And that's it. And it's wonderful to just have that set of boundaries in place. And, you know, part of it is to kind of go, do you know what? space wise we don't have a big enough house to host those people and I know that I would utterly hate to throw a big party in a church hall somewhere I just wouldn't enjoy it I just don't want to do it so let's not let's and also the to... cost of it yeah the, cost the budget of a big... is part of it yeah. I mean just we've never done a church hall party I'm saying that and then I'm thinking yes no we've never done a big church hall party because I think when they were quite young I looked into the cost of it and I was like, well, you hire the place and you've got to hire the magician or whatever it is that's going to entertain right. the kids. Because like you said at the Bouncy Castle party, the entertainment was the Bouncy Castle. So that's another like hundred quid. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, like instantly I'm like, OK, well, you're getting no present at all because yeah. the amount this is going to cost. And then I just thought, like, why? Like, why? To me, that amount of money is and there's such an industry around kids parties, isn't there? And it. This is where I feel like for my family, I'm not going to spend the money because say I spend 300 to 400 quid on a birthday party, which let's face it, most of these big ones, that's how much it's going to cost when you've yeah, hired a hall, got a bouncy castle, done food for all those people, thought about whether the adults need to eat, done, you know, all the things. And party um, bags, the party bags on Saturday were epic, but I mean, my gosh, you must have spent a fortune on them. Yeah. So say yeah. three, 400 quid. Times yeah. that by blimmin' four yeah no yeah, thanks I, think... Don't, I can't afford it no and, well, and I and it's not even for me it. about the cost it's like that amount of money what could I spend on you yeah so, that I could, so we can afford that if that's what we wanted to spend the money on right we could prioritize spending 1200 pounds a year on just a party and I think that's not the value that I want to give my kids I'd rather spend that 1200 quid on their guitar lesson or their swimming lesson or just going away as a family for a weekend. Yeah. Like for me, that's, you know, it's not even about the money, but more about prioritizing the money as to where the value is coming from that cost. Yeah. And, and we've I'm definitely had that conversation with the, the big ones of saying, you know, here's the budget as it were for a birthday party or whatever else pick what you want to do you know if you want to go spend all the money on a big party that it's going to mean this 
Whereas you could put all of that money into celebrating something that you really want to do that's really special, like Samuel for his birthday, which is Christmas Eve. And I think that's influenced probably our birthday setup because Christmas Eve, you don't invite other people to a birthday party. Um, and so we had to make it special for him because it's his birthday still. Um, and actually, it's the, my most favourite birthday to celebrate is Samuel's birthday mm. um, because it feels so magical. Maybe because I overcompensate. I don't know because it's Christmas Eve. But we went to we went to London this year or last year, and we the and actually we split as a family. The girls did their Christmas present. They went to go and see we went to see Frozen, the musical, and the boys went to the O2 and did the football experience, which was actually it's meant to be one of those things that you invite twelve people to. And it was just the three of them, CJ and the two boys, and they had a brilliant time. It would have been awful with twelve people because you'd have just had be you'd just been stood there waiting for your turn. And they had a great time. It was wonderful. And it was expensive, but it was exactly perfect for them. It was good. Yeah. yeah. And that's the key, isn't it? If the value of that money is spent and the people are getting something out of it. And this is why I'm not knocking the church hall party, right? I'm not knocking it for other people. I'm knocking it for my family because I know that Gary won't help because they are like the whole thing would be too overwhelming for him like he doesn't like that kind of party so why would he want to invest his time into it it would be too overwhelming for the other kids in my family and the Mm -hmm. birthday person and then it would be me overwhelmed with the amount of work I have to do to make this thing happen and the money that's being spent doesn't feel beneficial now that might not be the case in your family that's just my own personal experience of these kind of things and I have to say my kids very much enjoy going to them and interestingly I took Willow to a church hall party which was really um loud like they had a DJ and it was dark which I wasn't expecting because it was in the middle of the day so I wasn't expecting it to be dark and I wasn't expecting it to be a disco but actually she had a blown amazing time and I was so surprised I was like oh because she loves dancing. And I forgot when they're that age, they're not embarrassed about it. You know, that everyone's just twirling around on the dance floor, like, you know, doing whatever they want. And she got stuck in, this is about a year ago now as well. So it's a long time since it happened. Um, and I was like, t- I took her there expecting to be going home within half an hour. And actually she did all the things. She did want to go home before the party was officially over. She was done. And that's like quite common with her anyway. She'll go somewhere, do the thing, do all the things that are on offer there and say, right, home time now. Um, But it wasn't because she wasn't enjoying it. It's because she'd got the value out of it that she wanted to get out. She'd had the the cake she wanted. um, She danced a bit. She'd had her glitter tattoos or whatever. And then she was ready to leave. And I was surprised because I really didn't think that she would enjoy that. It's not what she wanted for her party, but she very much appreciated the effort of other people and enjoyed her experience. So I think it's like as much as we're talking about what our own experiences are in our families, it's not necessarily the same for everybody. And some people might absolutely love hosting epic (laughs) birthday parties. And I think that's it. I think how much of this is for me has been about consciously examining the social expectation of a party, which is definitely what we did when Bethany was little versus reading my own children and then inputting my own issues, be them positive, negative, whatever, unhealed, it doesn't really matter. And sort of putting it all into a mixing pot and going, well, what works for us? I think like that's, 
And that's very much the the theme of how we do family is what works for us. Forget social expectations, forget the norm. If, if we happen to then do the norm or the social expectation, then fine. But we're only going to do something that works for us because otherwise we're unhappy, we're miserable. <laughs> so let's just not. And, and I was thinking then, you know, how much of it is about my own issues versus what the kids want but actually my own issues my own social triggers my own lack of self-worth assuming that no one wants me there or whatever is who I am that's part of me right now and so rather than disregarding that part let's say okay well with with compassion that is part of the situation we're in so how can I make this a situation a a day an event a party that's going to work for everybody work in the best that we can I think there's also the the side of it that when our children which most of them will find a partner in their later you know later than this they'll come together with another family right and this is where Gary and I are at with the party or have been with the parties of understanding how each other celebrates Mm. which is, is one of the things you don't talk about how do you when, celebrate? How do you celebrate? I've never, I never really had thought about it till recently, how his family celebrated. And I, and the last few years I've noticed, like, he absolutely loves birthdays. Like, not the party, but being the birthday person. He yeah. loves being the birthday person. Oh. And, the, and he wants the kids to love being the birthday person, I guess. I do not care about being the birthday person. Like okay. birthdays are like very much a meh. Like my parents definitely threw us parties and we had nice birthdays, but I don't ever remember being like, it's my birthday. I've got to have this, like, I've got to be special on that day or whatever. I don't know if that's to do with like them or me or whatever, but I've just noticed how much Gary enjoys the experience of being the birthday person having a fuss made of him which for someone who is quite shy and introverted is so funny to me that actually but then it's it's from us not from outsiders right like it's mm-hmm. in his comfort zone and he loves the presents he loves the cake that I make him he loves having special food for his birthday like all the things that we do in-house um to celebrate but we never dis- we never discussed that before we had kids. Like, how are we going to celebrate our kids' birthdays? That should be something that you do when you're pregnant with your first yeah. child. And and it and it was a conversation that CJ and I, we talked about this on the Christmas podcast. But it was a conversation that CJ and I had over Christmas. So there was there was that conversation. I didn't um, talk okay. about any of it. Nothing. I talked about nothing when I was pregnant with my first child, apart from what we should call her. And I think this is when you end up being almost steamrolled into just doing what everyone else is doing without having a pause and going, is this actually what I want to do? And if the answer is yes, then all power to you. And if the answer is no, then all power to you as well. Like, or what the middle ground is for you. Um, Okay. When you said about expect, like you said, um, when you're not that fussed by being the birthday person, the birthday girl, whatever. And I, it just made me think about expectation on the day. And I think that's part of maybe some of the stress for a birthday event or day or party or even just the birthday girl or boy or whatever. You know, that it's a, it's a, there's a lot of expectation then, isn't there, put onto that thing, onto being 
the birthday person that day. Um, and I and I think maybe this is where some of my own sort of self-worth stuff comes from with regards to it is that I had as a child this magical expectation on the day and because of my mum's situation she didn't have enough money to be doing anything big and I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago you know that she threw a party for me which was very much like a homemade handmade party um it was in our house and, and I yeah it was a dressing up party um and then, then there was guilt and shame thrown on me for not appreciating it enough. And so then I have real like kind of disconnection, dysregulation instantly with this expectation of being the focus of attention or having anything done for me or having a birthday, having a celebration makes me feel really uncomfortable, like really, really uncomfortable. And so then I extend that even to an invitation because I'm going, mm, you probably don't really want me there. You don't really want to celebrate with me because the childhood pattern for me was we're throwing this party, but we don't really want to. That's it. That's an uncomfortable place to recognize and be. And so for me, I don't enjoy being a birthday person at all. I find it really uncomfortable. Um, I feel massive guilt over any present that's specific for my birthday. I'd rather not have a birthday and then the next day just have a normal day, but with a steak dinner. I love presents. I love people, but you know, yeah, buy me that's great, but not for my birthday, please. Too much expectation, too much guilt, because I feel like people are forced to invite me or forced to do something for me or forced to buy something for me when they don't actually really want to and and then I'm and I think I spend the whole day evaluating do you really want to do this thing for me do you actually want to are you sure um with my own energy and that's horrible because because it's like a social norm a social etiquette thing to yeah buy Kiara better because I don't know and it, yeah I hmm. feel like that too but okay. with people's oh, cool. time oh okay so if I like want to do something for my birthday I always do this I'm like I'm gonna do something for my birthday <laughs> just because sometimes I feel like as a not even because I want to celebrate my birthday but because I like to have something in the diary that means I can do something without my kids because I love time away from my kids I love 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 it you know the okay. thing when people say I feel guilty when I leave the house and they're all in there with their dad I don't yeah. feel that I feel like bye-bye <laughs> have a nice time with the children that you're 50% responsible for toodle pip I'll see you when I'm done um, <laughs> so but I am very guilty of not actually doing it like I yeah. know I need it I know I love it I know I thrive when I've had it um, I know what I like doing when I'm away from my kids I know all of these things but I just don't book it in um for varying reasons logistics like boring old crap bloody football at weekends whatever like I find it really hard to actually do it I text you this weekend going I am so bored I'm so yeah. bored my skin is crawling that's how bored I am and it's because I haven't had for months and months and months any time like literally can't remember the last time I was away from my kids doing something for me that is something I enjoy Gary and I were supposed to have some time over Christmas and everyone was so ill that we couldn't. So I think oh, yeah. that would have been our time where we have a day or whatever to do, celebrate our anniversary, which is what we normally, like mum and dad will have them for the day or whatever. So I know 
I can do this without Gary. I know I can go and do something with just my friends. And I've booked in a few things that haven't worked out, blah, blah, blah. And so to me, if I say I want to do something on my birthday, for example, and I would like everyone to meet me here and spend X amount of money and have X amount of time away from their families, because most people have families, I feel that as being too indulgent or selfish Mm. and yeah I still really want to do it and I really want them to come too and I think then the whole thing doesn't happen because that little voice like comes in and goes oh but do you really need people to have that time away from their kids and you know it's going to be difficult for so-and-so to get away like you shouldn't have invited them or like maybe you shouldn't do this like all other mothers survive without alone time you know like blah blah blah, 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 blah. then the like mental rhetoric comes in that's just a load of bollocks where it's like actually the reason why you did this was because you know you love time away from your kids you know that you love being with your people your adult people as much as you love being with your kids And I don't think that is spoken about hardly ever with mothers, this thing of like, I love my time with my friends and I love my time with my kids. Both are not like, it doesn't mean that I'm being, although my head will tell me I'm being selfish because I like my time away from my kids. I do enjoy time with my kids. I enjoy it more when I've had time with my friends. And yeah. without it, I get, you know, the way I was this weekend, frustrated and bored. And, you know, I, I definitely need to book that in for myself. I need someone to throw a party so I can go to it. Invites accepted and welcome here. <laughs> and I'm just thinking back to last year when you did text me and you went, you probably won't be able to come, but because I know <laughs> weekends are really hard for you. You did that. And then I went, yeah, I can't come. And then did you ever do anything for your birthday? no (laughs) and that's really rubbish isn't it because and I was like well I I just can't because because weekends are a nightmare with all the kids and all the football yeah Yeah. and it wasn't and you went the reason why it was cancelled the reason why it was cancelled is because it just felt like it was all too much I put restrictions on myself for it so I booked the thing in and then the closer it came to the day, I was like, well, now this is an issue and now this is an issue and now this is an issue and like there's too many issues now and it's not going to be enjoyable anymore. So therefore, I'm, I really do want to know what stops me from making the plan and then executing the plan when it comes to me. Because the other week I got invited out to the pub last minute on a Friday and it was great because it was last minute. And I literally just text Gary and said, been invited to the pub can you be home by this time so I can go out he was like yep yep I was out he put the kids to bed done no issues I had a great night spent time with friends same last year like we by chance managed to get tickets to Alanis Morissette at the very last minute and I only had like maybe three days or something to prep for it and it was like boom 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 done no time to like overthink, no time to put restrictions in, no time to like think about all the things that could possibly go wrong, like someone puking just before or whatever, you know, like there was just go and do that. Go, thing. have fun. Yeah. So maybe I'm just more of a spontaneous party goer than a planner. I, I, you may, maybe. And I think also there's just so much pressure and expectation and like so much stuff so many stories that we're telling ourselves that's conditioning or patriarchy or society's pressure or expectations that or or our own you know coping strategies that mean that the answer is we can't do those things like I just think you know 
my grandma was she was so social and she was always doing something and she would she wanted me to go out with just her and she would say you know she didn't see it a problem for me to leave the kids behind and I couldn't do it and that wasn't because CJ's not capable of looking after the kids he absolutely is and the kids would have been completely fine and it was my own insecurities and my own anxieties that stopped me and actually for even your birthday celebration it was probably more my own anxieties that went oh well I'll use the excuse of weekends are, and we could, logistically weekends are a nightmare for us but also I might lean into the fact that weekends are a nightmare to kind of go I can't do it because I can't leave the kids because I feel too guilty or anxious or whatever 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 the story is it's so complicated isn't it all of this stuff yeah because then my other thing is you go and do the thing that you want to do and you love it and you have such a great time and it's so fulfilling and enjoyable and uplifting and then you come home and it's a fucking shit show oh. fucking shit show right you walk in the kids are like can I have this can I do that like you know because Gary isn't their carer 90% of the time I am and so when their caretaker is gone and that's not because he isn't a good dad let's just make that clear it's because logistically I am there 90% of the time and he is at work and that is that is the way it is yeah yeah, so He's done his best with the information he has and how he knows to look after kids, his own kids, the way he, you know, as best as he can. But ultimately, I know those kids like inside out. I know what they want before they've even opened their mouths because I spend so much time with them. So I walk in the house, they're like, I'm hungry. I need this. I need whatever. And you're dealing with like that before you've even sat down or said hello to any of them. And so you know that whatever time away you have you're going to come back and as frustrated as you might be with not having the time like you said to me at the weekend just come around here and I was like I could I just can't be like right now I just can't make the decision I can't make a decision because all of it just feels like too much like everything so it's not the so actually like you gave me an out and I still didn't take it because I was punishing myself or whatever you know I don't know but it was just too much to make that decision of oh, I'm going to go and do it, or I'm just going to relieve myself. Why am I getting in my own way still with it? Like, what is making me get of in your, my own Of way? your own happiness. And yeah. I think part of it is because this comes back to, like, every other conversation we always have, the emotional, mental load is heavy. And mm. we are trying to make sure that everyone is okay all the time, be it at their own parties, at a quiet birthday celebration here, um, or if you want to go out and about, you still thinking, okay, well, what's going to happen afterwards and, you know, this and that, and is it worth it? Oh, and that links back actually really well to like what I was talking about, about the invitations. Okay, so three a week, it may be a slight exaggeration, but it feels like we're getting about three a week because they just keep coming in. And this is the thing with having so many kids. I have to set quite firm boundaries with my kids around how many of these parties they can go to. Because for me, that balance of time, if I did every single invite that they were invited to, Gary has already stated I will not go to kids birthday parties so I can say I won't go to any as in like none none of us will go to any or I'm willing to do this this amount and I actually really enjoy it I like talking to the other parents I like having my like cup of tea there I like watching my kids enjoy that situation so I am happy to take 
that role of the person who goes I'm not willing to spend every Saturday and Sunday afternoon doing that so when they come with the invites I say okay well is this your one party this term you're going to pick you know and I think what you were saying about the the social circle for me I would like my kids to think about quality not quantity so I think it, you know, in the first few years of school, and I'm pro- I'm sure Bethany had this as well, like right back when, <laughs> when she was in early years, everyone does the big parties and everyone gets an invite, right? So it's the whole class. And they're too young to really know who is their close friend at that age. You know, they, you know, they're fickle and they're going to change their minds many times throughout their school career. So I just have to say to them, like, you have to be really choosy and just pick one and it's not based on who you like the most or what they're doing. It's just a case of logistics in our house. I'm not going to be able to take you to every single thing. So you're going to have to, you know, minimize your socializing because you come from a large family and because I'm not willing. That doesn't mean, I mean, if I had two kids, I'd probably be the same. You can only go to this amount of parties because it's a lot for me, the overstimulation of the noise and the like leaving all the other kids to take the kid or having to take a toddler with you when you don't really want to whatever oh that's the worst (laughs) bit oh god that is the worst actually yeah I don't miss those days um or having to text the mum going now I know it's not for siblings but but can I I bring all of my children please yeah um yes yeah I so I wondered is it worth talking about um the meltdowns uh mine or the kids yeah whoever's might definitely might I would say first of all uh you keep talking about having you know food or cups of tea at parties well, well that should be a standard why why is it not yeah <laughs> oh judge I'm hungry okay I've just run a half marathon I'm really hungry um if you if you're hosting a children's party please feed the parents please please packet of biscuits or do like a cup of tea and a packet of biscuits please um I think it's been rare that I've been to one recently that they haven't done some I think soft play ones are the worst because then you have to buy your own (laughs) yesterday uh, when we went to this part no on Saturday we went to this party for Anna Bethany came with me to kind of actually she's old enough now that it's not I'm not worried about having to bring her to entertain her but she comes with me to just hang out with me um which is amazing but yeah me and Bethany just sit and hang in and it's great and then Bethany went round to the club because it was in the football club and she went around and bought me a cup of tea and then she went off to Asda to buy herself a snack it was quite nice actually but um yeah so during the party I was saying Anna had many meltdowns and it crescendoed into a massive wailing meltdown where I had to pick her up and take her outside because it was like okay you're actually just you know I'm here for your meltdown I love you this is fine, but we we aren't going to ruin someone's party because we're screaming constantly. Like that's no fun for anybody. Um, and then I was thinking about how many times there's been a post event meltdown. My own as a child, I definitely remember those. Um, or my own children's. And what do you do? Like, how do you regulate, re-regulate, bring people back to being okay again when you've had you know, regardless of the reasons why my children are sensitive to noise and smells and food and yeah, it is dysregulating for my children. And so we have meltdowns at these things. What do you do? Do you, if you, if your kid's having a temper tantrum in the middle of a party, what do you do? 
So I guess you have to decide whether to leave or not. Yeah. At a certain point. At a certain point. But I think that's a really important one to say. Like almost to give yourself permission to leave. Because I think sometimes we kind of are in an event and go, well, I can't leave. That's it. We're trapped forever. And I'm a bit like, well, let's just do what now works for you, which is we're leaving early. Yeah, I would never if I was hosting a party and a child was clearly dysregulated and having a meltdown and the parents are like, I've just got to take them home. I'd be like, go like I'll give you the party yeah, bag yeah. tomorrow. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that would never bother me I think what would bother me more is them feeling like they would have to stay and then seeing the child struggling and knowing that actually like that situation that day for whatever reason just wasn't for them and to me or you know even we've said we've had these conversations before where I've been like well this is what's going on for us like we're going to have this and you you saying okay that's not going to work for us but I really want to see you so why don't we do this instead you know, that yeah. to me is like, and knowing that all of our kids will be happy in that scenario rather than forcing something that clearly isn't going to work. Yeah. To me, like that doesn't, that doesn't seem productive for anybody. Yeah. Mm. So how come Anna ended up at this party? We never covered that. Is it because she got the invite she really wanted to go? Yeah, it was just a friend's invite. And Anna, yeah, there haven't been a huge number of party invitations. And Anna, I think Anna, at the same time as finding everything hard work, Anna loves the idea of being a social thing. She loves the idea of a party. She finds, it's very similar to what you said, she loves having something in the diary. I mean, she literally has a calendar next to her bed where she writes down everything that she does and everything that's coming up. She loves it. She ticks off the days. Um, that's really important to her she really loves the idea of it all oh it just reminded me remember when um why was she coming with me to my house ivy oh, came over ivy came to mine yes. we were gonna do a swap weren't we yes so this like that is the perfect situation that kind of is in tandem with what you're saying so she came in my car and she was going to come back to my house and ivy was going to stay with you and bethany and do cookie making um and so Anna got in my car and then very like quickly, I looked in the rear view mirror and she was like really struggling. And I was oh. like, okay, so this is, there's two things that happened. One is that I wanted to take her because I knew once I got her home and in my house, like she would probably be fine. But for her, the driving away from you and she's not used to it was, was too much. And I was like, it's cool. We'll just try again. And that's the thing. It's like most parents who are listening and responding to situations like that will understand that the child is having a response to that situation that is nothing to do with the party you've thrown. (laughs) Like the party in my car was not the reason why Anna didn't want to be in the car. It was my party and my family is different from the party in your family. And she's not yet accustomed to the party in my family. But you know I'll offer again one day and maybe one day she'll come in the car and she'll come all the way down the A12 you never know but you know it's like I think if you get too caught up in the whole idea of like I'm gonna go to this thing and everyone is gonna have a nice time that's when it all goes a bit awry or like expecting that all kids are gonna like it when you throw something like I I've had lots of parties where it's not for the people you know the people who came didn't enjoy it I really give no shits about that because the person I care about is is the person who the party is for. Mm. And when you say yes to something, you you know, 
you have to take the risk that it might not be for you Mm. and I care obviously I care about the child being okay but I also don't you know I didn't throw that party the same way that the party you went to at the weekend that party wasn't for Anna but it wasn't you know the person throwing it isn't necessarily worried about whether Anna enjoyed it or not no no and actually yeah her kid had a great time so I think yeah I guess the the takeaway is maybe reassess the expectations reassess the shoulds and should nots and do what works for you which is all totally fine yeah and that's cool whatever that is in the moment yeah I mean does that sound harsh saying I don't care oh that's such a like emotive phrase for me I don't mean that in that I don't care about other people's kids what I mean is I'm not focused my focus isn't on what other people are getting out of the party when the party's on necessarily especially in that instance where you're being chaperoned by an adult that is your yeah, responsible I, adult. when you when you said it I didn't think oh gosh that's harsh and I think actually almost to say it releases that responsibility of expectation and I think that's actually quite important whereas for me if my even just for our family if my energy says you've all got to have a good time because my expectation is you're all going to have a good time that's quite stressful whereas if I actually take a step back and go I am not attached to the outcome of this situation it may be positive it may be negative but we are going to have this experience regardless that that's the same like that's yeah that's how I heard what you said it's not like you must all have a good time and if yeah I wasn't I didn't take it didn't sound harsh that's a better way of putting it it's the expect it's the um I am unattached to the experience that people have when they come to whatever I've hosted I'm unattached to it although I care deeply of trying to provide something that everyone will get something from I think maybe and also that because because it's so funny because I think yeah like I said your your the environment you create is so glorious but maybe it's that you don't take responsibility for my happiness. You say, yeah. here is what I provide in my space, which I want to give as a nurturing space. If you come to this space and you can't feel that for whatever reason today, that's not my responsibility. That that I leave your feelings with you. That's okay. Yeah. That's I think that's a good way think, to be. And I think that goes back to what you're saying about whether it drains energy. And I think that's probably why because I can quite easily get into that space. That's why hosting doesn't necessarily drain my energy. Right. If I was like, you're you know, not, your, your happiness isn't dictated by everyone else's evaluation at the end of your party. Yes. Yeah. Or the event of whatever. Okay. And same with yeah. kids parties. So I, and, and actually for me, my insecurity was quite like an evaluation at the end of a party, but I need to know that everyone's had a good time and wanted to be there. That's so interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Also, I think when it comes down to um, saying no to an invitation for a very long time, I would give like 10 reasons why we couldn't attend something. <laughs> now I just say we can't make it. That's it. And no, not once has anyone ever said why. Why can't you make it? Yeah, like I no think one. That's the way to be. Definitely. Because it can be so easy to get down this rabbit hole, kind of like either lying or whatever and saying, no, I can't come because X, Y, and Z and blah, blah, blah. And actually, if we are living the way that we are prioritizing rest, we are prioritizing mental health, we are prioritizing space in our lives, 
Um, we're prioritizing our kids having all of that at weekends, which they need from when they've been at school. You don't need a reason. Yeah, and also, (laughs) and for me, the whole of this conversation is about prioritizing what uh, we might all what we might enjoy or the person might enjoy and so actually if an invitation comes across you know like the wedding invitation that we've been invited to okay cj and i might have a nice time but our kids probably wouldn't have a very nice time with us not being there i that is part of that is part of this conversation um and so then i am within my leadership role entitled to say no to things that don't work for us that's okay Mm -hmm. whatever the reason is that it doesn't work for us be it very multi-layered.